Hey, boxing fans, this is Jenna Jay, and I'm welcoming you back to On the Ropes Boxing Radio. This is a special edition of the show. It is our third edition of our Spotlight series in which we focus in on young and -and up-and-coming fighters that are looking to make a big impact in the sport of boxing. And with that, I'd like to welcome on our very first guest of this show. He is making his debut appearance to On the Ropes Boxing Radio. I'm joined by prospect Keon Papillon. How's it going today, Keon? Good. It's good to be here. Well, it's definitely good to have you on the show. So, Keon, for the fans listening out here and hearing you for the first time, can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Keon Papio from Lafayette, Louisiana, 3-0. Soon looking to go 4-0 April 24th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. So when you look at your career so far, you've been, you know, you've been moving pretty well. You fought in December. You fight now in February, and you're fighting again in April. How do you feel about fighting every two months? Uh, I love the feeling. I mean, kind of, well, kind of feels like amateurs, you know, being back-to-back, but I, I love to, uh, to be involved in fighting, like, as often as I can because, you know, it makes me stay on my P's and Q's and always in shape. All right, well, for the fans out there that haven't seen you fight before, can you describe your fighting style? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been compared to you know, Roy Jones Jr. around my uh around my city. But, you know, I'm making a uh, little chain on that. I'm like flashy, quick, athletic, explosive. You know, I'm just something entertaining and nice to see. All right, well, so far in your career, you've started off and, you know, you're 3-0. Um, but as an amateur, you were facing some of the, the best fighters out there because, you know, that's what the amateur game is. You know, you face a lot of the best guys around your weight class. Um, what's that change been like going from amateur to professional? I mean, as an amateur, I always was involved in, you know, going to the big tournaments, pretty much just being thrown to the wolves with uh, the big fighters, I guess. So it was pretty much luck of the draw and who I was fighting. There was always real good fighters in amateurs, but it wasn't really much of a change. Just, you know, maybe it isn't a top competition every day, but it just makes me, you know, stay sharp. All right, well, Keon, your father was a fighter. He fought mostly around welterweight and uh, 154 for most of his career. What was it like to watch him fight when you were growing up? I can't really remember much about him fighting growing up. I just remember, you know, the crowd was ecstatic about him. But I was pre- I was really young when he was, you know, fighting. So it's just, it's just kind of hard to really piece everything together. But this is all I can really remember about him. What made you want to become a boxer? Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I wasn't getting center attention in any other sport. So, you know, it kind of, one thing led to the other, and I just ended up coming back to the gym, and I found my love there. Well, right now you've been fighting around uh, 147 pounds. Where is, like, your goal weight? Where do you want to be? I'm trying to reach 140. But if that didn't work out, you know, 147, everything's going good there, so we might stay there. If we can't make one fight, but plan on moving up being a multi-division world champion. All right. Well, what fighters out there did you look up to when you were when you were getting to the game? Uh, Roy Jones, my dad, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. You know, it was pretty much them four. Well, you mentioned uh, one of those guys, Floyd Mayweather. He was, you know, most known for for what he did at, at 147 pounds. What do you think of him when he was fighting? Well, he's phenomenal. You know, he did everything right. From the business aspect to in the ring, 
No, there is there isn't really a blemish in his record or his career, so you know, even though you were looking up to Manny Pacquiao, he's still actually fighting, even though he's forty two years old now, he's planning on fighting in a couple of months. What do you think about him continuing on his career at that age? I mean, that's amazing at forty two, you know, that's that's something special. And then the fight at the uh, level he's been fighting at, at his age, uh, it's really special. If you were to write a path for Manny Pacquiao to end his career, is there any fight you'd like to see him have before he hangs him up? Either Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford. It's just, that's the only two I really want to see him fight. <laughs> just icing on the cake for him. I mean, how do you think he would do with with someone like Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence? I mean, those guys are young, top at their game. Do you think he still could win? I feel like it'd be a good fight. I mean, I'm not really, you know, because anything could happen. So I don't want to say who would win. But I'd be leaning towards Arrow or Crawford, to be honest. All right, fair assessment. Well, let's talk about what you have going forward. Uh, you're fighting on April 24th. Can you talk a little bit about what you expect fans to see when you step in that ring? Well, I expect the fans to be, you know, pretty impressed from the ring walk to the to the end of the fight. You know, I'm I don't want to say I'm expecting a knockout, but you know, I'm just going whatever comes. <laughs> I come to put on the show. All right. Well, Keon, you said that you wanted to move up in weight as you go forward through your career. Is there any particular weight class you'd like to see yourself end at? Ah, uh, you know, I want to get a, a world championship in all the divisions up to heavyweight because uh, you know. Roy Jones did it, and Manny Pacquiao was an eight-division world champion. So I was like, I'd be, I wanted to be the first to do both of them. All right, well, when you look at um, heavyweight today, you know, since that's your end goal division, what do you think of, you know, the champion, Tyson Fury? Uh, he's, <laughs> he's real entertaining. From the build-up to the fight to the actual fight, he's, you know, real entertaining. Yeah, well, there's talk he's going to face Anthony Joshua for the undisputed title. Who wins that one? I think Fury wins that one. I'm iffy to say a knockout, but I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he knocks Joshua out. I think he, you know, beats him for twelve rounds, but I don't think he stops him. All right. Well, I just got a couple more questions, Keon, before I let you off the line. And in terms of your boxing career, what do you expect? Where do you see yourself? I see myself as being one of the best. You know, I don't really expect nothing less from myself, from the way my work ethic to the way I perform sometimes. I just expect the most and the best out of myself. Well, in closing, Keon, is there any message you want to pass along to the boxing fans? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at bornwinner27. Just keep an eye out for me. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Keon, for your time today, and I look forward to seeing you uh, return to the ring on April 24th. Thank you. All right, that was Keon Papillon talking about his career so far and some of the things that he hopes to accomplish. Um, you know, he's young. He's only 23 years old. Um, he's already moving along pretty fast. He's moving about, you know, every two months he's getting into the ring. So it'll be definitely interesting to see him going forward and uh, see what he does with his boxing career. You know, welterweight still pretty exciting. Um, so, you know, we'll see. we'll see what Keon has for himself in the future. But let's move things now to our second guest of this week's show, and he is also making his debut appearance to On the Ropes Boxing Radio. I'm joined by Kid Austin, Floyd Schofield Jr. How's it going today, Floyd? I'm good. How's everything going with you? Everything is going great. I'm happy to be talking to you today. So, Floyd, 
for all the fans that are listening to you right now. Can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Oh, yes. Um, I'm Floyd Kelson Schofield from Austin, Texas. Um, I'm 3-0 as a professional. I love boxing, and I'm just here to make history. All right. When you say you're here to make history, what made you want to get into the sport? Actually, my dad made me want to get into the sport. You know, he's the one who put me into it, and I ended up falling in love with it because he used to be a boxer and always had me in the gym as a toddler. So I just was basically programmed boxing from an early age and um, just fell in love with the sport. Now, you said you were in boxing from an early age. Now, you started really early. You started your amateur career around eight years old. What was it like getting in at that point? Very nerve-wracking at first. You don't remember. I believe it was very nerve-wracking, you know, especially from my first uh, amateur fight on video. You know, I was quite nervous, it looked like. So I would say nerve-wracking. No, you don't remember. Uh, I believe I was probably nervous because okay. it was my first fight. <laughs> All right, well, you're 18 years old now. You're three fights into your professional career. And I want to talk about your debut because, you know, a lot of guys, they, they want to make a splash when they get into the sport. They want to have something that's impactful. Well, your first fight was a TV fight on Telemundo, and it mm-hmm. was a one-punch left hook knockout. Can you talk a little bit about that moment? Um, That one, it shocked myself because that showed me, like, I believe that my power is real, um, because I wasn't looking for the knockout. I was, you know, planning to go all four, all four rounds. And, um, you know, when it happened, I was just surprised and amazed by it. But then when I went back to the corner, my dad was like, I've been trying to tell you all these years you got that power. And um, it was just a great feeling being able to, you know, get my first ever knockout on TV. Now you said, you know, you weren't going out there to look for a knockout. When you think of yourself as a fighter, like what type of style do you believe you have? Right now, I believe I'm more of like a. Uh, what? What? I, I want to hear this. Go ahead. <laughs> the first round, I believe the first round I'm coming out to box, and then the second round, and from there on, I'm looking just for for a knockout to get out of there early. Cause, no, what style you got? Oh, style. Um, I got my own style. Yeah, he know really. all five styles of boxing, so he's like a mixture of all of them. It depends what the <laughs> opponent shows. Because whatever style they use, we're going to use the counter style um, to defeat them. So it's going to be good. Hear your dad in the background. What's it like working with your father? Um, it's it's <laughs> good. Um, it's it's like having um one of your good friends and um having your dad as as a coach, and you know he's just one of the best for you. So it's it's great having my dad as my coach. All right, well, Floyd, you're only 18 years old, and you're on the early part of your career. So you're going to run into a lot of, you know, lesser fighters going up. When you're doing that, I mean, how hard is it for you to go say, man, I'm ready for someone bigger, I'm ready for someone better uh, at this early point in your career? You want me to answer it? Um, No, the thing is, Floyd, he spars all the champions. Like, he spars Shakur Stevenson. Um, He used to be the sparring partner, Devin Haney, but they just got into it. Because Devin lied about sparring that he got buckled, and he tried to his dad tried to lie and say Floyd um, that he stopped Floyd in the first round. So they're in their little thing where he called out Devin for an exhibition for a million dollars that um that's being put up. So we'll see if Devin take it. They're going back and forth on his Instagram, but 
Let's see if he take it. So the fights is easy, but the sparring is hard. We always spawn on the championship level. All right, well, Floyd, I mean, your dad just said it right there. I mean, you're starting off easy in the professional fights, but the sparring is very hard. Um, yeah. Do you ever get intimidated facing any of these guys that are a little bit more established so far in their pro careers? No, because they... you got to be politically correct. No, I don't. I'm just be like, <laughs> no, they, they humans just like me. They get hurt or... You know, but it's not personal. I'm going in there to learn because I know they got more experience and they they seen more stuff than me, and I, I I can actually learn from them. But I don't get intimidated because I already know I'm on that level. You know, I've been doing it almost just as long as them, so I feel like there's nothing to be intimidated about because I'm 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 on my way there. All right. Well, I mentioned earlier your nickname is Kid Austin. You haven't fought yet. In Austin, Texas, can you talk a little bit about maybe the desire to to want to fight in front of your home fans? I don't want to fight in Austin, Texas until my world title fight. No, what type what? of answer is that? Because I feel like that's more special. He want to bring a title here. He want his title shot yeah, just, in Austin. I just don't want to fight a local cab drive driver and um like one of the easy fights in Austin, Texas. I wanted to you know, be a show and a performance. So you want to go everywhere. You want to go all over the United States. Yeah, but I want my title fight to be in Austin, Texas, my home. So that's good. No, that's good. So you want to, you want it to be special when you return home. You want it to be for an important fight in your career. Yeah, I don't want it to be like me, like, starting off fighting the people that I'm fighting now because, you know. How about if Devin take that chair? If Devin take that. If Devin take it, I want it in Austin also. Damn, there we go. All right, well. Let me uh, talk to your dad real quickly here for uh, a couple of questions. Okay, I'm here. How far do you think your son can go when you're looking at it? When you're looking at the, the division right now, he's at 130 pounds. How far do you think he can go? Now, um, for the viewers that's listening, I'm answering this as a coach, as a student of the game, not as a dad. Um, Floyd is the greatest boxer of all time, and people are going to see this because that's what he's been designed for. Like, growing up, since he was two, he was in the gym, and he all he studied is boxing. He was homeschooled, and all he done was boxing and fighting. So he's like a real student of the game. So people are going to see the classic fighting when they see him. Um, they're not going to see, like, the show that's being put on now where people is nitpicking. Um, Floyd won greatness. He, he want to prove he's the greatest of all time. So he want to have the hardest fights. He don't want the easiest fights. All right, well, ultimately, what division do you want him to compete in the most? What division do you think is, is the division he'll excel at the best? I think he's going to excel at all of them. His goal is to be undisputed in four different divisions. So, like, it's a 160. But I don't know how big he's going to grow because his mother is 6'2", about 250 pounds. So I don't know. He could go up to heavyweight for all I know. He's still growing. All right, well, in terms of moving him along, I mean, how quickly do you want to move along? He's moving, you know, relatively quick in terms of the fights, but in terms of bringing him up in opposition. The thing is, he has such a long amateur career that he's fighting the same, the same people that he fought is was coming out the amateurs into the pros. So it's just like a, a continuation. It's, so for us, it's not a step up on any of them. So he's just going to have a fight each month today, allow him to get a title shot. He won his title shot in 10 fights. I told him let's let's wait for like twelve to fourteen, but um, he lived he dedicated his life to this, so he's ready. People would say say slow it down and wait till he's in his twenties, but he's growing, and, and I'm I'm enjoying the ride. It's his coach, 
seeing because y'all haven't people haven't seen his full potential. He's knocking people out before he even trying. He's not even trying to knock them out. They haven't even seen him warm up yet. So that's what I'm waiting for the world to see. All right, all right. Well, uh, back to you, Floyd. Here, you know, your dad's set some pretty lofty expectations right there. He expects you to be the greatest of of all time. So, how do you feel about that? Oh, I agree. You know, I'm no, I'm actually the one who started that. You know, I would always tell him, you know, as a little kid, I'm going to be one of the greatest boxers of all time. And um, I just stuck with that affirmation, and now I have to become the greatest boxer of all time. You know, it's already in the universe, so it got to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, well, when you look out there right now, who's the guy that you say right now currently has that model, you know, that mantle before you take it? That's a tricky question. Yeah, that is a tricky question. Closest one is, of course, Stevenson. We're on it. But he don't get his recognition like they 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 supposed to be giving him. I know they they sleeping on him, but he gonna show the world. But I feel like me and him are about on the same level because I believe we're the only two fighters that's you know Fast yeah and everything and on a different level have high boxing IQs and et cetera. Well, you said right now in terms of you know that you're close to the same level right now. If you were tasked to face him. How do you? How does that go? Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> so I, I feel like right now I wouldn't fight him, but if tell him why it ain't because the thing is Floyd is it Shakur is like his idol. Every on the amateur shows he would come to the amateur shows and take pictures with Floyd and and be real supportive to Floyd. So while Floyd was going through the amateur ranks, he always looked up to him like oh Shakur. So that would be a tricky fight. But, because Floyd, I don't think, would go in there and try to hurt Shakur. But if it was for a world title, you know, I might have to put that past because, you know, I, I have to feed my family too, just like he has to feed his family. And I believe I will take that fight. You know, the only way I'll fight him is if we have to fight for the titles or like an undisputed championship or if he has the belt that I want, you know, then I'll go after him. But right now, I don't think I'll, I'll target him first. All right. Well, Floyd, when you're coming up in your career, and I'm talking, you know, young, you're fighting starting at eight years old, uh, what fighters did you look up to? Um, Shakur Stevenson, Mayweather, and I used to watch a lot of old-school boxing, so I can't really... So who would you look up to, old-school? Sugar Ray Robinson, Willie Pep, Marvin Hagler, let me see, Miguel Cotto also, you know, because of his body shots, and I'd say that's about it. Those are all the fighters my dad had me watch. You more than that. Well, yeah, but the ones I can name off top. All right, well, you mentioned one of them there, and he shares the same name with you, Floyd Mayweather. He started off at 130 pounds. He went up to you know, a 154-pound champion. When you look at his career and, and what he did, what did you uh, what did you think of it? You know, I give him a – yeah, he did good. I give him a lot of credit. Definitely made a lot of money. and a smart businessman. So, um, but he kind of screwed the game up. Yeah, now – because you get a, you get one loss, it's over with. Yeah, but he screwed the game up by making people think that it's important not to lose. Like if they had a loss, their career is over, and that's crazy. Because all the greats even have a loss. If you're facing great fighters, then you might get a loss. Now people scared to take the risk of having a tough fight because they don't want the loss. So the game changed as far as that goes. And plus, I believe every everybody's fighting for the money, or mostly every fighter is fighting for the money now, yeah. which is no problem, but. You also gotta have a love for the sport and the um, will to be great before, before even before the money, because that's how the money comes. Mm. Now, when you look at the sport now today, who do you think is the biggest star? Because you know Floyd's obviously retired. Canelo really didn't 
take that mantle in terms of the pay-per-view guy? I mean, who is the biggest star? I believe the most talked about fight right now is probably Crawford, in my opinion. Crawford or Canelo? Um, but I, I, I like Crawford in that door. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. So I, I believe that slot is kind of empty, in my opinion. You know, nobody's really taking that. All right, well, let's take things back to you. Uh, you're fighting again on April 3rd. Uh, what do you expect for the card up in Georgia? Um, I believe I'll be the best fight on the card. And, you know, that's that's my hometown. That's where I originally grew up at. So I'll have a lot of support there. And we're going to do a special knockout since Devin Haney going to be in the crowd because he got two fighters fighting on the card. So it's going to be real interesting. Got this guy in 20 seconds. <laughs> All right, well, you know, Floyd, your dad keeps mentioning Devin Haney. What is the beef exactly for the fans that aren't familiar with you two and, and, and what you guys are going well, back and forth on? Well, I don't really have no beef with Devin Haney. It's his dad who, you know, tried to diminish my brand. So, you know, I can't go punching his dad in the face. So, what did his dad say? What his dad was just saying I got stopped in one round and it was easy work. But the fact is that, you know, the first two rounds, Devin couldn't even, like, he couldn't even do anything, and he don't even got the power to uh to stop anybody. So that's just a whole lot. And like, I just want I just want them to prove like if they could stop me in one round, come stop it, and you'll get paid for it. And and what happened? Did did you crack Devin? Yeah, I hurt Devin in the second round. I caught him with a nice right hand. <laughs> well, we don't think they're gonna take the fight anyway. But he gonna have to fight me anyway because he he got my belts anyway, or he got a belt handed to him. But it's still my my belt in the future. All right, well, so I just got a couple more questions before I let you off the line. Your dad already stated what he kind of wanted for an impact on uh, April 3rd. How long is that fight lasting? Uh, I won't really say. I'm just going to perform for my friends and my family. You know, I haven't seen them in forever. So I'm just going to put on a good show and enjoy my time afterwards. But it's definitely going to be a knockout. It's not going off six rounds. All right. And for all the listeners out there that are hearing you for the first time, what message do you want to pass along to them? Oh, yeah, my Instagram first. Y'all got to follow me, kid underscore Austin one. And also, uh, um, don't let anybody tell you anything's impossible. You know, go chase your dreams and do what you got to do to make it happen. And, you know, sky's the limit. And um, just keep working hard towards it, and you become great. And follow me. Yeah, and follow me also, yeah. That's why I gave my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For listening out there, make sure you follow Kid Austin. Well, Floyd, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your dad's time as well. And, uh, I wish you guys both the best of luck coming up on April 3rd. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good day, guys. You too. All right. That was Kid Austin, Floyd Schofield Jr., talking about his boxing career, also joined by his dad, who came in for a little bit there, giving a little bit more detail on his son's career so far. So, um, you know, definitely looking like uh, Floyd has a very bright future. He has set his goals pretty high. Anytime you set your goals to be the greatest of all time, you certainly um, are giving yourself a, a big plate to fill. But you know what? He sounds pretty confident so far in his career. He's uh, done very well. He's undefeated. And uh, he's just looking to constantly step up and, you know, he's willing to take those challenges. So definitely looking forward to seeing what Floyd has going forward in his career. And, you know, as a boxing fan, watching that first fight, his debut fight, seeing that kind of knockout, you know, he, he grabs attention, you know, with that kind of performance. So we'll see what he can do. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing him when he gets back in the ring on April 3rd.
All right, well, that's it for this special edition of On the Ropes Boxing Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed our third edition of the Spotlight Series. And uh, for all you fans listening out there, if you want to catch up with all the latest of On the Ropes Boxing Radio, you can go over to our website, www.ontheropesboxing.com. You will find all of our latest interview articles, show transcripts, everything to do with On the Ropes, you will find it there. And I also want to send out a special condolences to the family of Marvis Marvin Hagler. Um, I had the pleasure of speaking to Marvin three times on the show. It was a great pleasure talking to him. He gave me some of the best interviews I've ever had through the radio show. So, you know, I definitely appreciate the time that he gave me and also appreciate what he gave the boxing world. I mean, he left the fight fans with so many impactful fights and he also had a great impact outside the ring. So all I can say is rest in peace champ and for all you fans out there, I'll catch you next time.